Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network, right across Australia, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon and Lyle, guess what? What? I know that we recorded this on Friday the 2nd of November because it's delayed yes. broadcast. But right now we are broadcasting live from Jindabyne. I'm looking out the window and I can see Newcastle. I know, but by the time that people are hearing this, we yes, will be yes, in yes, 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 we are in Dindabyne, Great Nomad. Which is so exciting. So this is like, like there's never been a better time for our listeners, our delayed listeners, to jump across to the live show. Okay. This is exciting. Yes. Exciting times. We are broadcasting yes. live from the Alpine Lodge, the Alpine Village up in Dindabyne, uh, up on the mountains. And we're going to have some uh, grey nomads that are going to, we're oh, going to get gonna on the show. Awesome. They're going to talk to you. Awesome. Um, they're going to share some of their experiences with you. We're going to talk about grey nomading. We're going to talk about, um, you know, meeting people on the road. Yeah, we're going to have just amazing yeah. time. It's going to be a good time. And jump, the way to jump across, it's very easy. We tell you this quite a lot. Go to faithfm.com.au, press play on the live stream. Download the TuneIn app, search for Faith FM Australia, press play, or give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, and pester us to get the live broadcast out in your area. There you go. Okay, so you know how to do it, and um, we're going to be posting up more details about that very soon. But coming up in today's show, we can tell you all about it. We've got Rebecca Cheers, um, who's going to be on the phone. She is uh, going to be talking about a thing called personal ministries, connecting people with God and with each other. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Um, Particularly through the Arise program. So there's some uh, great information coming out about that. What else are we talking about on today's show? Uh, we had a bit of a controversial uh, topic for the for the current news segment. We talked about Saudi Arabia and Pakistan, and I got up on a soapbox and wouldn't get down. And yes, <laughs> and we do have some good news. Some good news about uh, energy and some twelve year old scientists who are just killing it out in the science fields. Uh, we we have a great encounter with God coming up. Oh, we have we an encounter do. with God where we get into the whole issue of tele evangelists yes. and. Prosperity gospel. Yes, we lined it up. And we study. Fire. We study the primary verse that televangelists use to scam people. Yeah, it's the, it's the biggest, it's the most popular scamming verse that there is. Yeah, in fact, if you want to find out how to be unscammable, keep listening. Yeah, we absolutely. also we also talked about bananas. Oh, we did. Yeah, we talked about bananas. Banana graffiti. Banana graffiti. And maybe maybe what you should do, Mon, is start going into shops and writing messages. <gasps> happy that's positive such messages a good idea. on random bananas all yeah. over the place. Or just fruit and vegetables everywhere. <laughs> the ones that can yeah, be peeled. Yeah, no, the peeling ones, the peeling ones. Don't do it on my But apples. hey, let me quickly remind our delayed broadcast listeners we have a giveaway that is valid for you guys, delayed or live. Jump across oh, to YouTube oh, 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 oh. and subscribe. And if you haven't been on our Facebook or uh, Instagram yet, um, you need to get on there because there are some uh, funny photos, th- funny photos of Mon and I with uh, questionable hairdos from our past life. <laughs> and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, "Come and see." And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names And he decides who to free and who to blame Everybody won't be treated all the same There'll be a golden ladder reaching down When the man comes around 
the hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come Virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise men will bow down before the throne. And at his feet, they'll cast their golden crowns. When the man comes around, whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. Here the pipers, one hundred million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured a hundredweight and penny pound. That was Johnny Cash with The Man Comes Around here on Faith FM. And Mon, what have we got for our quiz today? Yes, we have a new quiz this morning. It's a What Book Am I? We've been having a week of really hard quizzes, which I'm unapologetic. But I have like just leaned off a little bit this day today. So a little bit easier. It's a What Book Am I? So it's one out of 66. We know that. 
And the first clue is a quote. It says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. I am going to... I know what part of the Bible it's from, but I don't know the book yet. Okay. If you can give me a call... Can I I, I say what part of the Bible it's from? No, 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 because that might be the next clue. If you can give me a call and tell me the answer before Lyle gets it right, I will give you double prizes. I know who the author is. Double... Don't say... Don't say. That's all right. I didn't say. Don't say anything. You always give the clue away, the quiz away. If you can call me and tell me the answer before Lyle can get it right, I will give you double prizes. The number to call is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your number 0491-064-669. I'm going to give those numbers again because we have some new listeners today. Just shout out to John and Tamara. So our number again is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And the texting number is 0491-064-669. And a good morning to their young son, Thomas. Um, there you go. Yes. Lyle. So, yes, yes. Oh, yes. actually, you know what? Let me quickly tell you what the prize today is. Okay. It's a oh, wonderful prize. book by Gustavo Squarzon. It's called Finding a Better Way. I like that pronunciation. Yeah. It's you nice. practiced that? No, I didn't. Just straight off the cuff. That's literally how good I am. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is a really interesting right. book. And it says, when was the last time you experienced a life-changing event? A wedding, the birth of a child, a death. Perhaps you inherited a large sum of money or met your favorite sports hero. The stories in this book are about life-changing encounters, interruptions, if you will, to the everyday norm. When Jesus found himself in the midst of people, his very presence demanded change. Not everyone reacted alike. Some left angry, some left disappointed, some left leaping for joy, but none were ever the same. Are you searching for a better way? More than 20 centuries have passed since Jesus walked this earth, but he is still changing lives today. As you experience this book, in finding, finding a better way, you'll experience Jesus and what will be your reception to him. He looks forward to a life-changing encounter with you. Hmm. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, so give us a call. Like you know the book. answer to that question. one 800 is our number. It's full of really riveting short stories. It's a really good book. So yeah, give us a call if you know the answer to the quiz. And I'll, I'll chuck in another one if you can get it before Lyle. But Lyle, I have some really great good news this morning. And I think you're really going to like this stuff. Okay. Check this out. So last, I think it was last week or earlier this week, we had like a like a thirteen year old scientist who was like, yeah. like just revolutionising. What was it? Um, uh, uh, kidney cancer or one of the organs in the body? Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now we have another thirteen year old scientist who's won another top science prize. Guess what she's done? I have no idea. She's created a program that allows solar panels to generate more electricity. And guess how they do it? Uh, do they bounce the light backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards through the solar panel? That's a really good idea, but no. <laughs> what they do is, and this is so simple, I don't know I don't know why they didn't think of this before. They simply follow the location of the sun from dawn till dusk. They're like sunflowers. But that's been around forever. Apparently not. No, it has. My friend had that had a system like that. It didn't work very well. Well, there you go. Um, many, many years ago. So this is... This Back is before a, solar panels were a thing. These solar panels recoup costs faster by following so sun how, from how, dawn How do they dust. follow the sun? Okay, check this out. So her name is Georgia Hutchinson's and um, and she, you know, she just had this idea like if a solar panel you know, follows the sun at all times, much like a sunflower, uh, they can generate more electricity. And oh, the, absolutely. The more That's electricity they generate, the faster they can pay off their purchase costs and their utility bills. And like thinking about... Uh, uh, solar panels. We've all seen them on like the tops of houses and buildings and whatnot, and they're all stationary. They're all facing one direction. They're fixed, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that, that is the case for most solar panels. They only point in one direction. Um, so these are solar panels. They're equipped with trackers that allow them to follow the sun by moving along two axes. Um, however, those are incredibly expensive. Um, so as a means of maximizing uh, a panel's exposure, uh, Georgia borrowed an equation that was developed by the National o- Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Okay. Go her. Uh-huh. And uh, so this equation uses a person's location to state exactly where the sun will be at this, in the sky at any given time. Mm-hmm. She then used the pr- equation to program a solar tractor so that the panel will point directly towards the sun at all times. And so after that, she ran some experiments, compared you know, exactly how much electricity her data-driven solar panel could generate in comparison to her fixed-point panel. And apparently the results were through the roof. Um, so she's used this in the Bay Area in San Francisco. Um, and they say a data-driven... So it's got a little electric motor that just sort of moves it all the time just to point at the right Yeah, direction. and using data from people. So mm-hmm. so that it's a, it, she said that testing her data-driven dual-axis solar trackers could reduce the payback period of solar by up to 40%. Oh, I want one. Yeah, that's a massive that's chunk. A, it's a big that's chunk a right there. That's a massive chunk. Good chunk. on her. So she was inspired uh, by her, her uncle who apparently... <laughs> Uh, he'd called to say that he'd just invented in solar panels and that in 20 years he would have free electricity. And apparently she thought to herself, 20 years is way too long. Like, <laughs> I'm 13 years old. I'll be an old lady by 20 <laughs> years old. <laughs> so she decided to help out her uncle and in the process won $25,000 in, in, in the, in the um, market. What's this young lady's name? Uh, Georgia Hutchinson. Congratulations, mm. Georgia Hutchinson. That's just fantastic. Yeah, news. yeah, very good. And uh, I love that they have these they have these scholarships and these incentives for young students. Uh, so that's the um, it's called the National Broadcom Masters Competition, and that's uh, it's, it's it's apparently it's the most prestigious science and engineering competition for for young kids. So I like that they have those kind of schemes mm, to mm, get young kids mm. more into science and solving problems because I feel like a lot of young kids they don't have the whole it won't work for this and this and this reason attitude because I don't know the reasons. You know how Henry Ford said, give me a team of men who don't know what's impossible and I'll change the world. I feel like that's what kids are. And Lyle, I want to tell a little sweet story. (laughs) Just a little bit of, it's not fluff, but it's definitely a fluffy story. Um, Just to take the week out. So, did you ever have a lunch lady at your school growing up? Like a canteen lady, someone who ran the canteen? No, not really. We didn't have a canteen. Oh, you didn't? Oh, you had it. Oh, because you went to like a little bush school, hey? Yeah, well, that was for primary school. But even for high school, we didn't have a canteen. What we had was one day a week, you'd get a brown paper bag in class and you could write on the outside of the brown paper bag what you wanted to put in the brown paper bag and you would hand it to, uh, you'd hand it in and at lunchtime it would be full of whatever you wrote on the outside of it. Man, I'd be like unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there was a list that you could choose from. Okay, well. And that's that was just uh, a couple of ladies who volunteered. They came in um, once a week. We yeah. didn't really have anything to do with them or see them. It was just like paper bags full of food. Well, those are the lunch ladies or the canteen ladies. But in a lot of schools, they have that system. But then also while lunch is happening, you can go around to a little window and purchase extra goodies from them. Um, so that's usually how canteen I used to. I used work. to like the odd occasion when I was allowed to do it because um, we were always too poor to buy food like that. And uh-huh. So I'd open my lunchbox and my dad would have a carrot and a tomato and a um, cold <laughs> potato and a piece of bread in there. <laughs> dad on lunch. <laughs> oh, my, my dad lunches. They were, they were healthy. That was seriously yeah. healthy. Was yeah. like, okay, pull this out of the garden, this out of the garden, this out of the garden, wash it, throw it in the lunchbox, 
Done. Off you go. Marmite sandwich to go with it. More kids should be having lunch like that. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Well, it, would this solve, it would solve it. Ob- I have a post up right now about yes. childhood obesity. Lyle's two cents. And the great thing about children, oh, I'm getting distracted here, but the great thing about children is that it's so easy to change their diet. Yeah, it is. Just be a parent. Just be a it's parent. It's really, really easy to change a child's diet. It's really, really hard to change an adult's diet. Children make more noise, but they change so much quicker and easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you change it when they're young, they'll be set for life. Well, let me quickly finish off this story for you. You're going to enjoy this. There's a lunch lady called Stacy Truman. She works at uh, Kensington Elementary School in Virginia Beach in Virginia. And she does exactly that job, Lyle. She gets these brown paper bags and she puts the food in there and sends them back. She decided she wanted to encourage and inspire the students at the school where she works. So she started writing little messages of encouragement on the bananas that she was putting oh, in the brown cool. paper bags. So the students have affectionately called these healthy treats talking bananas and, uh, and it actually encourages them to eat the fruit because often the kids like leave the healthy stuff and just eat the junk. So she's written these little messages of love and uh, and the kids are really being inspired. It's it's changing the atmosphere of the, of, of the school. Here's a picture of them. There's like all these bananas with these beautiful little messages. That's a lot of work. I know. Some of them is like you're smart or dream big or you're amazing or never give up keep trying you're a superhero you get what you give you are wise be a hero choose happiness you are enough just these beautiful little messages on all these bananas that must bananas take a, with a graffiti. long time yeah, talking bananas I want to put some pictures of this up on our socials so check us out our Instagram is faithfmlive lowercase one word and you can find us on YouTube and Facebook at faithfm Australia. The storm on the rise Look around You can't deny This is the hour Of heaven's time Armies gather in the east For the war that's soon to come Death will march with the mark And walk with the sun Soon we'll see His wrath come down And the Lord descending from the sky When you hear the trumpet sound God has answered Jerusalem's cry
point M in the sky And even unbelievers will see God's answer Jerusalem's cry God's answer Jerusalem's cry Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. Happy Friday, everyone. I am going to give you a new clue for our quiz. You ready, Lyle? I'm ready. Bring it on. You still haven't figured it out, have you? Uh, no, I've been working on something else. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Double clues. If you know what book this is, what book am I? The second clue is this epistle was sent to Gaius. Beautiful blank look on Lyle's face that I love so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah As he yeah, stares yeah, off into yeah, the middle yeah, distance yeah. trying to figure it out. Ah, I'm very, very <laughs> close. But not close enough. But not close enough. Not close enough. Um, Man, I'm so I'm glad it's there. Friday today, Lyle. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm working on something. It's, it's, it's stewing in the back of my mind. It is going to happen. It is, uh, it is getting there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, all right. It's more serious news this morning. Um, an Indonesian woman has been executed in Saudi Arabia and the Indonesian government is completely up in arms and rightfully so. Uh, they were given no notice that this would take place and um, none of the family was notified, none of the you know, embassy officials and so forth and uh, they're calling it a gross uh, miscarriage of justice and an abuse of human rights. So Saudi Arabia is sort of in the firing line these days. Yeah. Not with uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Yep, and, the journalist um, from the Washington Post. Yeah, and, and now the uh, the execution of this um, young lady who was a maid. And it's kind of, it's a little She's bit... A maid. It's a little bit chilling when you, um, yeah, when a young lady is executed. Um but, uh, yeah, so this was a maid who uh, was imprisoned for having um, killed her rapist while defending herself from her rapist. Are you serious? Well, this is the story. Now, of course, we were not, we did not have the privilege of sitting in that courtroom. Sure. But this is the story as uh, Indonesia is presenting it, that uh, she killed um, her employer in self-defense uh, while he was attempting to sexually abuse her. But even if that's what Saudi Arabia courts are saying, that's still not that's still not a reason to execute her. If she was acting well, in self defence uh, and he died, then that's that's on him. As far as I'm concerned, they don't have a self defence law for women in Saudi Arabia. So it's basically you're saying it's better for women. It's better for us to don't allow. Don't blame me. No, 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 no I'm no, just no. saying Saudi Arabia is basically telling women or anyone. Do you know what? It's better for you to allow yourself to be raped than to try and defend yourself. I think that probably would be, if you're in Saudi Arabia, it probably would be a, a wise move to take. Um, just looking at the um, at, at the laws over there and the way it works, and so okay, so they've got they've got fairly um, fairly harsh penalties for a number of different crimes. So 
Um, drug trafficking is death penalty in Saudi Arabia. Um, rape is the death penalty. Murder is the death penalty. Apostasy is the death penalty. And armed robbery um, all carry the death penalty in Saudi Arabia. Why are they beefing? Because if rape carries a death, death penalty and she killed him for raping her, then basically she's done them a favour, right? Because of the requirements that there are for proving rape. So rape is a lot harder to prove in Saudi Arabia. Rape is, is, is incredibly hard to prove in any country. You really don't have rape because kids? Because you've, 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 you've got he said, she said. But it's rape. There's like so much science DNA involved. Is, DNA is not, is not, uh, is not um, there's no, no provision for the use of DNA under Sharia law. Are you serious? No, Sharia law has been around for centuries. It's a long time before DNA was yeah, but they need discovered. To up, I mean, they can still maintain and the in, same and, laws okay, okay, but okay, update wait, wait, it with wait. science. There's loaded. Sorry, I'm really, I'm really <laughs> disgusted by this. Like, I really Okay, am. so in Western countries, you know, say for instance Indonesia and places like this, um, you know, they definitely allow for this. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia is a little bit different because they have Mecca. They feel that they have a responsibility to um, have the purest form of Islam that there is. Um, I have a very good friend who lived there and worked there for about 10 years and he used to you know, tell me extensively about how the whole system worked and why Saudi Arabia was quite different from most other Islamic countries. So most other Islamic countries very modern in the way they approach these things and you're not going to find these kinds of uh, abuses and injustices taking place. And the vast majority of uh, Muslims around the world, you know, they're living in the current, current century and, um, and, and they're just as shocked and horrified. But there are some countries where these kind of things do take place. And so... Um, under under Sharia law, uh, rape can only be proven two ways. One, if the rapist confesses, as if, mm. there's a death penalty for it, um, or if there are four other male witnesses. Male witnesses. Yes, a female's, um, a, 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 a woman's witness is not um, held as being reliable because she could be just trying to, you know, make a malicious accusation. Do you know what this means for me, Lyle? It means I am never going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Saudi Arabia can forget it. They can forget it. Not a great idea. Now, Saudi Saudi Arabia is is you know there's a great country, a lot of great people living there, but there are some, you know, at a political level, there are some countries that it's probably best not to visit. You know, you, South Sudan might be another one. I'm going to say something controversial right now. <laughs> Lyle's like, oh, here we go. Take a deep breath. Remember yesterday we were discussing about the woman who has been in prison for eight years for apparently blaspheming in Pakistan, right? Yes. And we're talking about how it was an extremist 5% of the population that's causing Yeah, once again, Herakas. Pakistan's a great country. Lots mm-hmm. of great people come from Pakistan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, and this 5% of the population that's all extreme and, 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 uh, and, and crazy, quite frankly, uh, they're blocking off all the main roads of every ma- city in Pakistan until this woman is executed, even though she's just been freed. She's a Christian woman. Yes, she's been acquitted. And uh, and and we finished the segment out by saying <clears throat> it's a shame that um, this five percent behave like that uh, because you know it reflects negatively on the the rest of the Pakistani nation or, or in this case the rest of the Saudi Arabian nation, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and we shouldn't attribute what they've done to all of um, of the people of these countries or of that religion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you know what? At this, in the same breath. You kind of have to admit, the people of this country, if they're not actively trying to solve the solution, they really are just part of the problem. And there are a lot of people who are actively trying to solve the solution, you know, getting themselves executed in the process. Um, it needs to be every country. Or assassinated, I should say. Every single citizen of these countries needs to be actively involved in getting rid of these 
atrocious social injustices and just abominations against human rights. And until they do, they're all guilty. Because to sit aside and do nothing is partaking. Absolutely. And I, I, can, I, can, I think you take, make a very, very, very valid point there, Mon. And I should, uh, I, would, I would point out that we can't judge every person in that country without being there and talking to them and asking them, what are you actually doing about it? For instance, when the uh, local governor of Lahore uh, defended this woman and he was then assassinated because of it, there were thousands of people who turned up at his funeral, people who would never have known him or his family or had anything to do with him. They turned up at his funeral because they wanted to do something about changing their country. And so there are a lot of people out there that uh, are doing what they can. Now, you know, from the the average person on the street, what can you do? Not that much, but you do but what clearly you can. you can. Clearly, if 5% of the country can shut down the major streets of the city, clearly people on the street can do a lot. You can riot, you can protest, you can march. Like there's so yeah, many yeah, things yeah, okay, you can do. Yeah, yeah, okay, but we're not promoting rioting here, Mon. <laughs> <laughs> this is Faith FM. <laughs> Mon is fired up this morning. Uh, it is I just, Friday. I just hate the concept of a, a minority controlling a majority. I think as much as you, you point the finger at the minority, at the same time you have to think to yourself, how come the majority isn't doing something? They are the majority. They can stop this so easily just by turning around doing something just by being active about it because they are the majority they yeah. are the majority mm-hmm. this is uh, you have to be too you have to be careful how far you go with majority rules because if you go all the way with majority rules then that means that sure. all minorities lose all rights sure and we don't want to go we want to have some but, balance there but if a minority is is not so much exercising their rights but abusing other people then they need to be if taken it's against, absolutely if it's against the law they need to be taken and then and then the majority has the responsibility to do something and that, I guess that's the baseline issue that I have with um, Islam. In a non-violent way. They have the responsibility to do something. Sure. Yes. Mon's um, German background <laughs> is struggling right now. Peaking around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you need to imprison people, you know, rapists, whatever they are, do so. Yeah. I would much rather rapists <laughs> be taken by force than be let to roam the world and, uh, and then have their victims executed. Like that, that's just yeah, but we're not gonna, we're not going to promote lynchings. Yeah, no lynchings, no lynchings. Let's have a let's have a court of law. Absolutely, and let's have a, a yeah, let's a, have it fair. Have a, have a process fair where they include DNA and they take witness of anybody, not just four men. Yeah, like come on oh, now, absolutely. Okay, okay so done. here's the problem. You're not going to be done enough. <laughs> I've only only started on this story. I was going to okay. talk about rape culture. Okay, now go on. Yeah, and I've, you've left me no time no, whatsoever no, no. at sorry, all. Sorry, sorry, but. Um, yeah, okay, so basically what happens is that if a woman um, accuses a man of rape and there are not four male witnesses and the man does not confess, what she has, um, that's actually a confession of adultery or fornication depending on the circumstances <gasps> and she can be held accountable for that but then the man um, can't be held a, a, a accountable, accountable for that and so this is why it can be dangerous in those kind of countries. Um, to even report a rape. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're admitting adultery. That's right. And that's, is that punishable by death? Um. Culturally, in some areas, yes. By law, no. So culturally, by death by stoning in some places, but um, by law, no, it's not. That's disgraceful. It's, Saudi Arabia, you should be ashamed of yourself. Prince Khalid, the ruler, he should be ashamed of himself. I know he's a vegan yeah, and that's really cool. To, but he needs to do some, some major things to... Um, to, to <laughs> he's in a deep hole right now. He is, yeah. and he's digging himself deeper at every moment. But uh, yeah, we need to move on with uh, our... 
program this morning. If you have an opinion, though, give us a call. We'll let you have your two cents in your Absolutely. Rant. I'm going 1-800- to post up a two cents on this because I only got halfway through this story. Yeah, go on. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. 1-800-324-843. Tell us what you think about what's happening in Saudi Arabia and Pakistan. Uh, for now, this is Carly Fletcher with Teach Us to Number Our Days. To our guest interview, that was Carly Fletcher with "Teach Us to Number Our Days" mm, here on Faith song. FM, and uh, Mon is going to hit us with a clue. Yes, for our okay. Quiz. So our clue, our quiz is actually yeah. I'm looking at the rest of the clues in this uh, in this quiz, and they are all pretty hard. So I'm going to come up with some new quiz uh, quiz clues for you. But for now, I am going to give you the third clue, 
which is a very interesting clue. I actually didn't know this, a bit of Bible trivia, and I didn't know this. So note this one down in your memory. So if you're ever playing Bible trivia, do you remember this one? This, what book am I? Book of the Bible, that is. This is the only book in the New Testament that doesn't mention the name of Jesus. It doesn't mention the name of Jesus. I did not know that. Really? There's only one book in the There's New only Testament? one book that doesn't mention the name of Jesus in the New Testament. I did not know that there was a book that didn't mention his name. I know that in the Old Testament, there's a book that doesn't mention God, and that's Esther, even though the entire book is an example of his character. So it's about God, but doesn't specifically mention God. It's a beautiful story, by the way. Go read the book of Esther. But this book... It's in the New Testament, and it doesn't mention the name of Jesus. If you know what book that is, maybe you could like jump onto your onto your Bible app and look up the word Jesus in the New Testament, and then see which book doesn't come up with the result. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Answer by deducement. I have pretty good good idea who this one might be. Oh yeah, you reckon? Yeah, you I, reckon? Reckon I reckon I've got it. I'm going to write something down. In yeah, but before I can't write something down right now because we have Rebecca Cheers on the phone. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lyle. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Now, Rebecca, you're in charge of this uh, this thing called um, Personal Ministries, which is a part of our church um, here in North New South Wales. And we're going to be talking about some of the things that you get involved with. But yeah. before we do, just explain what generally speaking, what what is personal personal ministries? How would you how would you define that for you know, say the average person listening in? Look, personal ministries, it's, um, it's all about connecting people with God and connecting people with each other. So I think that's sort of the broad, <laughs> broad way to describe personal ministry. Yeah, yeah. It's, about, it's about connecting people to God, improving their relationship with God and improving their relationship with other people uh, in that context. Well, this is a really positive thing that you're involved with then. And, um, yeah, broadly speaking, as you say, that's a um, that's, that's just That's fantastic. basically what our Sabbath school lesson is about. It's about unity, right? So this is, you Sabbath know, school connecting. Lesson. Sabbath school, small group, uh, Bible study. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using in talk there. But, yeah, we uh, the study guide this uh, for the next three months, uh, well, the next two months now, is, uh, is all about unity, oneness in Christ. So this is, yeah, this is very relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there are a number of things that you're working with here, uh, Rebecca, one of them being Arise. And uh, there are a number of different aspects to arise, um, things such as, you know, why why does it exist? What is it? How does it impact? Those kind of things. So why does arise? Tell us what it is and uh, why it exists. Right. So arise, it's it's basically a Bible college uh, and it's all about equipping people um, with the skills to, to know God better and also to share God. So it's an immersive experience. So students go, they live there for on-site sort of for 15 weeks um, and they get class instruction, they get practical outreach opportunities and, um, yeah, it's just it's just there to just empower and equip people uh, in the faith, in, in knowing God in, um, and in sharing Him. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And uh, whereabouts is it based? So it's based up in Kingscliff. That's not such um, a uh, bad part of the world, though. It's a beautiful part of the world. It's a yeah. beautiful part of the world, Lyle. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so how does it impact? Look, it it's, has a massive impact, and on so many levels, it's almost hard to know where to begin. Um, I think one of the most powerful things that I hear from uh, testimonies of people who've done Arise is the impact that it has on their relationship with God, on that personal walk with God, um, because... It's not just a course. It's not just um, 
filling you with knowledge. It's about really connecting you to the heart of God and and giving people that experience with um, sharing him and what he means to them personally. And it just transforms people's lives. Um, and then it equips them with the skills that they need to go and share. Um, so one of, the, one of the other impacts, you know, we have young people um, sometimes leaving the church, that sort of thing, and we just see an amazing um, impact on the way young people who attend uh, arise, uh, stay connected and involved in church, and it really just um, bring, brings out that personal connection with God, I guess, and really fosters and facilitates that. Yeah, from my observation, one of the things that I think really um, strengthens young people is when they actually, you know, they get out and they're actually doing something that takes effort for God, and it really, um, I, I see it making a massive impact on them, you know, building a connection with God that is going to last. Now, we sit here in our studio each morning and often see a whole stream of young people walking past us uh, a little bit later in the breakfast show lining up to head off for some further training, and this is called Arise for Life. So this is not the actual Bible school program that you were talking about here that goes for, what, 15 weeks or something or other? Now we're talking about Arise for Life. What is Arise for Life called? So Arise for Life, it's an optional, uh, and the uh, graduates, I guess. Oh, we've lost... Sorry about that. Our cable got bumped and we, we lost you there for a second. You there, Rebecca? Oh, it looks no. like Rebecca has disappeared. It's Friday for sure. It is most definitely let's Friday see we, today. Let's see if we can get her back on the phone. Okay, you try and call her. I'm going to give it on the clue for this quiz because I think we need some more. Uh, what book am I? This is the fourth clue. By the number of words, not verses, this is the shortest book in the Bible. Now you all know what the shortest book in the Bible is. That's not by that's by number of words, not by verses. So uh, give us a call if you know the answer. It's one eight hundred Faith FM one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Lyle still hasn't figured it out. Give us a call if you know the answer to that. Yes, because I was getting Rebecca back on the phone and I didn't yeah, get yeah. to hear that quiz. Do you want me to give it to you now? Uh, let, let's talk to Rebecca yeah, while we've while yeah, we've got on that's the what phone. I thought. Okay, so the Arise for Life. Um, how does this one yep. work? We were in the middle yep, of talking so about. It's, uh, yeah, so it's a twenty-eight week program. Um, so students are placed in a church with a group of other um, Arise graduates and um, it's very practical based so um, it's just it's just about more fully equipping uh, Arise students who finished Arise who finished that program and so many of the Arise students they just they feel so changed and moved by the Arise experience that they want to they want that to continue mm-hmm. they just don't want it to end and there's nothing like, as, as you said earlier, Lyle, there's just nothing like getting out in the field and putting this all in practice, you know. It's one thing to have theory, but when you really put it in practice um, and get real about it, it's, it's just transforms lives. So, yeah, the Arise for Life, it's really about just more fully equipping people um, and students are sort of given a bit more independence and responsibility, um, given the real life experience that they need to to bring others to Jesus. Yeah, and how long did you say Arise for Life goes for? Does it actually go for life? What was that, sorry? How long does Arise for Life go for? Does it actually go for life? <laughs> it does go for life. It's a 28-week program, but the idea is is this is equipping you for life. So, um, yeah, the program's only 28 weeks, but 
the reason it's called Arise for Life is it, it really equips people um, for a lifelong service to God in, in whatever they do and wherever they find themselves in life. They have that connection with God and that uh, experience, I guess, and equipping. Okay, so just looking at the, um, the impact of that then um, with the Arise for Life program, it doesn't just impact the students themselves. This has a wider impact on the community, doesn't it? It has a huge impact on the community and, and on churches because people come back from the programs just so passionate about soul winning and about sharing God. Excuse me. Um, and it just it impacts the, the churches, the communities, because I think um, just seeing that genuine relationship with God, it is you know it's contagious, <laughs> it spreads, and it's it it actually fires up people around these these people. So um, yeah, they share their that relationship with God, and the people around just get on fire. Mm, fantastic. Now, Rebecca. Um I think there's probably a lot of listeners sitting here thinking, you know what, I would love to be a part of that program. Is this just for young people? No, it's for, it is for anybody. So Arise for Life um, is, is a program that Arise graduates do, but there's no anyone can do Arise. Sure. Okay, so if you're listening in this morning and you want to know more information about it, just give us a call on 1-800-324-843 and uh, we can get you some more information about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe you want to do that. Maybe immerse yourself in the Bible for 15 weeks and then go out and put that into practical use thereafter. But maybe you're in a situation where you're saying, you know what, I can't take 15 weeks off. I can't head up to Kingscliff and and uh, and immerse myself there for 15 weeks. I've got responsibilities, all these kind of things. Rebecca, are you doing something for, you know, the busier people? Well, that was me. <laughs> that was me. So, um you know, I'm a mum and um, I work, and I couldn't. Ta- I just couldn't take 15 weeks off. Um, I wanted to, but I couldn't. Um, there's a so we have a program, Arise Express, and that was created for the busy person. <laughs> so Arise Express it it takes um, the Arise course, the 15 week course, and basically condenses it into two weeks. Right. Um, so it still has the same sort of content, many of the same presentations. And um, it, it includes a taste of that practical outreach experience as well. So it's only two weeks um, and there's a full-time option or there's just an evening um, option um, known as a Bible boot camp. So the full-time option, you know, people attend, um, you know, morning, afternoon, evening, um, as presentations all day. Uh, they do the practical outreach component. But for those who are even shorter on time and who can't take the two weeks off, I mean, you know, most, most people can get a couple of weeks annual leave. But for the people who, who just can't make that work, um, there's the Bible Boot Camp, which is just a series of evening presentations. So it's still just equipping people. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's still same sort of content of, of the Arrive course, just condensed. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. And uh, when do these programs actually take place? So uh, we've got some people listening in right now and they're thinking, you know, I, I, I'd like to uh, be a part of either the 15-week full immersion or the uh, two-week taste, whatever it might be, um, depending on their schedule and so forth. Um, if they're going to make plans for this, when is it all going to take place? So all these programs will happen in the new year. Um, so RISE will start in February and Arise Express starts 
uh, in February or late February. So um, now's the time to start thinking about it, planning it, planning some leave, um, or start making some inquiries. I think I think now's the time. You've got a few months. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. I've I've uh, I've been actually talking to a few uh, young people who've been making their plans and getting their applications in, and I may have even filled out the odd uh, reference form. Reference form yeah, here and there. Me too. Me too. Um, so it's uh, it's all exciting to see it taking place. So if this is something you've been thinking about, or if you're hearing about it for the first time now, you want to get some more information. Um, of course, you can get more information by calling us here on one eight hundred three two four eight four three. But uh, where would be the best place to go online to get more information for this, uh, Rebecca? Um, so there's the Arise website. Um, so you go ariseaustralia.org. Mm-hmm. Ariseaustralia.org. Okay, so we'll put that up on our social media for program. you. Mm-hmm. And if people are interested in Arise Express, you go ariseexpress.com. No worries, fantastic. So what we're going to do is we're going to put that all up on our uh, social media and um, and we'll make that information available to you. Have a think about it. Have a pray about it. If this is something that God is calling you to, then certainly give Mon and I a call and we can mm. share with you. And um, I just I just want to say, Lyle, like I went, you know, about 10 years ago, I went to a, a course very similar to this. Um, this is before Arise existed. And it was the one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And everyone who was at the course along with me, we've always said the same thing. One of the best experiences ever. One of the best decisions we made uh, to go to, a, you know, a short-term Bible course and um, and to learn this. It was it was just such a help to my spiritual journey. And you know, I would not be where I am now not having done that course. So yeah, yeah. Praise God and praise That's God for awesome. those opportunities. Um, sorry, Rebecca, you're going to say something. Oh, I just say that's awesome. Like that is that is the sort of testimony that I hear all the time from Arise people who've yeah. done Arise. Yeah. Any, yeah, anyone who does these courses, that's always the testimony. So yeah. Rebecca, thank you for so much for joining us on the show this morning. Thank you, Lyle. That was Rebecca Cheers. Um she's in charge of this uh, thing called personal ministries, connecting people uh with God and uh with each other which is just a great ministry, and talking about the Arise programs and the various different forms of the Arise programs. Right now we're going to listen to a song which I think would be a great song for a theme song for Arise. This is Rob Smith and Nikki Chiswell, Across the Streets. Ooh, very interesting. From the heart of the Father the desire that all of the nations be saved From the lips of Messiah We have the promise Behold, I am with you always Across the streets we will go We will go, we will go To the people who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly, leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Saviour's praise away across the globe We will go We will go We are clothed with the Spirit Sent out to witness that Jesus has risen and reigned Fearful and trembling We go remembering The gospel is mighty to save Across the streets And we will go, we will go, we will go To the people who have 
The time has come, lift up your eyes. The harvest fields are shining, shining. The time has come, let us arise. For heaven's judge is soon returning. The time has come, lift up your eyes. The harvest fields are shining, shining. The time has come, let us arise. For heaven's judge is soon returning. We will go. Call this place their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Savior's praise awake Across the globe Hey Mon mm-hmm. Do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible study start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. In life and death my heart 